Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Dre Adal, a.k.a. Dre <laughs> And I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Angela Rose Red. Yeah, because. On this episode, we're going to be talking to two Arizonan independently owned business owners. We wanted to promote uh, Saturday instead of Black Friday. Small Business Saturday. Small Business Saturday. So we're going to be talking to the two owners. Uh, one owns the superstitious Jackalope, and the other lady owns Siphon Draw Apple. Apothecary. Apothecary. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be talking to them about what it's like to own small business in Arizona. And nope, they also are roller derby girls. And who doesn't love roller derby girls? True. Well, one of them is retired, but, you know, they both, <laughs> they both have derbied. <laughs> yeah. And that's just blossomed in Arizona, how big it's become. Roller derby mm-hmm. just taken on to a whole different other level. I'm talking 15 years ago when I was in the punk rock scene. That was one of the first things that was new. And mm-hmm. it was a league. And, and now there's multiple leagues. Right. Um, and so they're a huge supporter of the punk rock community in general. Yeah. Like, they always have, like, different acts and mus- music. You've probably played a derby show, right? I've played a few yeah. derby shows. Yeah. yeah. And it's just one of those things that go hand in hand is punk rock and derby. So... I like it. It's a good match. And so we're going to be talking to them. Boss uh, babes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's do a punk round. No, let's do a round table. Angela, <laughs> who's had some, what are you drinking? A cappuccino? Uh, or espresso. espresso. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, I'm just still coming off the high from Henry Rollins oh, and yeah. uh, Bob Gruen. Uh, on Friday. Uh, For those of you that don't know, um, we have this uh, festival that goes on every year uh, in Mesa. It's the Mesa Music Festival and they feature various of other local musicians or they also, you know, travel out big named national acts. And one of the things that they offered was a free kind of like spoken word with uh, famous punk rock photographer Bob Gruen which, by the way, no idea he was going to be there. Dreyer just said, yeah, there's some photographer that's going to be talking before Henry Rollins. Yeah. And he just takes a lot of clash photos. And then as <laughs> I see the slideshow, I'm like, holy fuck, like- this is one of my favorite musicians that's inspired me. Photographers? Yeah. Photographer <laughs> musicians. That's it. Photographer, musician. What, cappuccino? What, oh. do you have a cap- espresso? espresso? I don't even espresso know. Dusty. <laughs> I have a coffee station at my house. And yeah, she does. Fuck it. It's fucking amazing. It Thanks. I mean, you go to Gabby's house and, like, man, get some coffee, record an app, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Focus. So, um, I just want to say I had a really good time going th- with you to that and yeah. actually seeing how, like, inspired Thanks. and drawn you were and the fact that you were like grabbing the mic out of the guy's hand like, <laughs> I do have video questions. of this I do have three videos of you have three yeah, videos okay so we might post them so at the end <laughs> after he talked about his journey and his work and everything they had an open mic thing where you can ask questions and Gabby of course whispers to me dude you should go ask a question and I at first for about five seconds thought I can't do that and then I'm all fuck that I'm gonna do that so I went to go hunt down up front and try to ask a question. And finally, some random guy came in, gave me a mic. And I was the first one to have a mic. 
And it's at the Macy Amphitheater. Again, many stories I've talked about that huge. And yeah. uh, I'm sitting there, and right before, some guy in the back decides to ask a question. It was my fucking question that I was going <laughs> to ask, which was, you know, what advice do you have for up-and-coming photographers that are wanting to, you know, you know, follow your footsteps, that kind of thing. And uh, so then all I could get out was, what is your most gnarliest... Punk rock story or something yeah. like that. And yeah, it was like... <laughs> I was like, you're you're in front of that, Bob. That was Gruen. question one. That was question one. I think, and then I had a follow up question, and afterwards, the guy already took the mic away from me, and I'm just screaming at him, and he like humbled, and you know, which was, you know, like, are you do you actually become friends with the band? And he said yes, you know, naturally, and it impacts his photos, which I yeah. feel, I feel that that's it definitely totally comes relatable to you. Yeah. Like, how many bands have you become friends with? Yeah. Just from- like I always say, I'm not cool. I just have friends that are cool. <laughs> Anyways, and then and then I had another follow-up question, which I wanted to ask him specifically to analog film. And um, I went chasing for the microphone. You really did. I really and we did. were laughing our asses off. <laughs> there she goes! Oh, shit. I think I asked him three questions at the same time. But I was the only person to ma'am, like... Ma'am, ma'am, where do you need the mic back? <laughs> Let other people ask him questions, ma'am! Could you imagine if I actually oh, had prepared, if I knew he was going to be there, oh, what it was going to be you like? Have a whole freaking list. Yeah. <laughs> Question number one of 15. 1A. Uh, yeah. No, it was great. And um, one of the things I was really proud about was just, you know, thanking him for his photographic contribution. So, yeah. and of course. Oh, and then everybody yeah. applauded when you said it. They yeah. were like, yeah. <laughs> I'm all, yeah. That's what I said. I've done this before. I know what. I really, really <laughs> held back from like, listen more to these kind of interviews at SoundSisters.com. You should have. You should have. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but no, I'm still uh, on a high about it. And then, of course, Rollins, Henry Rollins. Yeah. Like, I'm going to let you guys get into that a little bit first before I add to it, because mm-hmm. I can only imagine as a, I mean, it was yeah. inspiring from my seat. I can only imagine what it was like as a musician. So let's hear it. What was it like for you guys? That was awesome. I mean, I, I fucking love Henry Rollins. Yeah. I could listen to him talk. And I've mm-hmm. said that before on this podcast. He's one of my f- favorite podcasters, spoken word artist. Mm-hmm. Just the way he st- tells a story. Um, you, so I've seen him before. So this was my second time. And, and it was different from the first time, which I greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. I was like, is he going to tell the same stories? He didn't. He kept it, you know, very authentic. What he spoke about, about him and Ian, you know, starting the whole just seen there in their town you know and i grant the whole message of his his speech was you know this scene is ours and we need to we need to hold on to it we need to protect it you know we need Mm -hmm. if without us there is no scene so yeah take pride in your scene and and just respect it and don't be a fucking dickhead at shows and and yeah the history of you know what he spoke about how he joined black flag this what Um, did he always say like this is ours this is ours yeah and this is ours to lose that's what he kept saying and he's right he's right yeah so i mean i loved how he also talked about Mm -hmm. how he was starving and then there's other times he got money like i've talked about in the past Mm -hmm. but like myself he will always do shit for free and he did shit for free that night yeah and he inspired so many it was sold out too it was sold out it sold out of a free like yeah and it was insane to be sitting 
and right. calm amongst all these punk rockers. Right. Yeah. It was such a weird <laughs> was. and amazing yeah, yeah. energy that cannot be captured. No, yeah. It was great. Everyone was just like sitting down. It was yeah. like so mellow. And I was just, and I just loved how he kept saying, and I agree with him, like yeah. no matter what happens, I will always do art and, and photos for free. Not saying that sometimes you got to get paid so you can keep doing your art. Yeah. But at the other end of the coin, well, you still got to help each other out. Yeah. And that's kind of like what both of the speakers said, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Bob Gruen's work. He's like, I've worked for free and I've taken jobs that I don't necessarily want to do just to, like, make my rent. So, yeah, sometimes you got to gotta take those jobs you don't necessarily want. Of course. But you got to make your money, you know. So you can do the things you love to do, which I know yeah. mm-hmm. all of us do, especially this one over here, Gabby. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what was your takeaway listening to Henry Rollins? Oh, uh, it's just, it's, it's inspiring. You know, there's too much. I don't remember much of it anymore, but I know it, it was so good. Because <laughs> it was so moving, yeah. It's kind of like ex- out of body almost. Because yeah. I'm like, is this really happening? Is he saying this? Like, I'm, I just wanted to go out and fuck shit up after that. <laughs> In the best artistic way possible. That's good, though. It's inspiring. You heard yeah. the message. Right. And we should all going. do it. You know, now's the time now's the time and hopefully mm-hmm. we're a little like we always say a little bit peace in that puzzle to help bridge all of the the scene together i mean we all yeah. do it together collectively because yeah. it's not singly anyone's it's all of ours together exactly yeah so do you have anything for round table no i was with you guys the whole weekend so. it was pretty great <laughs> really. i think it was awesome like just having it's been a while yeah. since we've had like a hang sesh outside right. of recording nope. yeah it was nice so uh, me, I just want to update all the listeners about my health stuff. I saw Dr. Star on Tuesday and no, Wednesday. And uh, just to let you guys know, I'm down 43 pounds. Woo! I officially <laughs> surpassed my goal weight, which was, you know, I was being realistic about my number, but I passed what That's the so number. Amazing. So Friday, the ladies and I had In N Out Burger. <laughs> delicious. And it was great. With so. no bread, though. No, no bread, bread. protein style, grilled but you onions. you had some fries that you earned. I yeah. fucking ate the fuck out of those fries, too, so man. Good. <laughs> so good, dude. And then, and then my dog ate Oh, man, burger. I felt bad. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Did, wait, your dog ate whose burger? See, I still don't know the, the burger story. And I was like, do I need to get well, out my burger? We got an extra burger because if I'm going out, my dude's not going to cook food. He's just going to eat candy. So I'm like, Dred, can you get an extra burger? Yeah. So I was showing... <laughs> Corey, the house, and I forgot about the burger or the dog. And when we came back, the dog ate the burger. Was it blue or pickles? Oh, blue. He it was blue. The ate most of it. Tell yeah. the listeners what kind of dog blue and pickles blue are. Blue is a massive, huge Great Dane. He's only nine months, and pickles is a boxer. Our love, and, and they, they have an best in- friends. And they have an Instagram account. They do. It's a uh, blue and pickles or blue and pickle, blue and pickles. pickles something. I don't know. Yeah. Andrea's <laughs> kitty kitty meow meow has one. Uh, the great and powerful Ozzy on yeah. Instagram. Follow my son. Make us, you know, famous. And you have one anymore. too. Uh, yes, All and our of pets course, have Instagram. Yes, our pets have, pets have Instagram. Yes, um, Barnabas Batsy has his own Instagram account. Um, him and uh, the powerful Ozzy were talking the other day through posts. <laughs> couple meows and barks at each other but they're they're buddies uh dorks i left like i left a meow on his on barnabas barnabas picture i'm like meow as ozzy oh. <laughs> and i and i replied bark <laughs> ruff ruff <laughs> what'd you reply ruff ruff, ruff, ruff with an emoji <laughs> 
fucking dorks. <laughs> it's what we do oh, in our man. cubicle jobs. But I wanted you to see that Ozzy had added part of this. I loved it. I loved friends. it. He got so excited. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into the Punk Rat Nukes segment here on the Sound Sister Podcast. Up first, we've got Ministry. We're tired of it. They've come out with a new music video, a recent track off of their album titled We're Tired of It. It's off of Americant with KKK in it. Album released on Nuclear Blast Records, so go ahead and go out to YouTube and check that out. 88 Fingers Louie and Decent Criminal have announced some West Coast shows that are scheduled for January. The band last released, Get Off of My Lawn, 7 Inch in 2017. <laughs> so make sure you go out and support. CJ Ramon to release Christmas Lullaby on a 7 Inch. Nice. I bet you it'll be better than William Shatner's Jingle Bells. Right. We're getting closer to the holidays here. Yeah. We've got Thanksgiving a few weeks away. So we've got some artists that are releasing Christmas stuff. So I figured I'd plug CJ Ramon. Um, this one's coming off of Fat Records. It's going to include an original song as well as a cover of Father Christmas by the Kinks. Could That's be cool. Badass. Yeah. Look out for that on December 7th. And pick it up and support one of the last Ramones. Which, by the way, <laughs> we could have toured with him, yeah. but I won't get into it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, we do have some new music for you guys. The Casualty album came out October 26th. Off Cleopatra Records. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Written in Blood, recorded at the Blasting Room mm-hmm. in California. I'm sorry. Colorado with Bill Stevenson of The Descendants right. and Black Flag. We're going to play some new music off of that album. Um, I've been listening to it in the gym. It just pumps you, man. And it gets you going. Gets it's your heart insane. rate up. <laughs> it totally kicks. Like, I just recently got a new ride, and so for the first time oh. ever, I'm able to plug music oh, in yeah. the car, because I feel like that's yeah. been a big disconnect. Not that that's the only time I listen to music, but I mean, I do so much that I spend a lot of my time in route. Yeah. And so, dude, that looping through the stereo... Fuck, I had to watch my speed. I was like, fuck, I'm doing 90. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. No, it just like got my butt, blood, you know, Your boil. Butt. My butt. <laughs> my butt going. No, my blood going, and I wanted to fuck shit up in the best way possible. Yeah, well, so you good. know, that first track they came out with, the 1312, it was the taste of it. And yeah. I remember telling you guys, I was I like, I, I really have high hopes for this. I, re- right. I really we, hope it's good. Didn't then, we play that one on the podcast we talked about it oh, but we, okay. i think we ended up playing Something we played else. shatner claw oh. <laughs> which btw i'm i'm loving the spotify playlist that you put together sound sister playlist oh, yeah. not sh- if you guys haven't you know got a chance to listen to it you should but every time i'm jamming out to it and shuffle and then bam it's all like jingle bells it's like i love you henry dude and uh, okay go back into go back into the other night with henry rollins yeah when they were i was you were like are you gonna ask a question and i was like i'm asking about fucking shatner claws and you know what rico reminded me he played this random freaking uh part in jack frost like this <laughs> oh, worst movie ever yeah 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 now but, I have to go I mean, back they play it on like uh 
Channel 39, I think, during oh, Christmas. Or gotta watch I gotta it. watch it now. Get your Rollins on. <laughs> yeah. He well, plays he, a really funny character, though. Well, he had said that night, too, he came out in some movie about the gates of hell or something like oh, that yeah. with Cuba. And he yeah. was like, no, don't. Don't watch it. <laughs> so like, great. So great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was just like an insane speaker. It was great when he also just talked about when people around and art things get better. When like, you know, just how he's talking about how when you surround yourself with art and music, just things generally get better. Yeah. And I loved hearing about like his Bowie stories, how like Bowie oh, yeah. didn't talk himself up. He was talking about all these unnamed artists. Other shit he was into. Yeah, and that kind of checked me too because, you know, you try to get out there and you're always networking and you're like... But I, I get a high off of all these interviews that yeah. we just try to uh, promote other people and just create that circle. Yeah. So it was cool to hear about. Even fucking Bowie. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my Bowie. <laughs> Tell him, yeah. Yeah. No, but this uh, this Casually album, make sure you guys pick it up. It's on vinyl, CD. You can listen to it on Spotify. Highly recommend it. David, you did an amazing job filling the big shoes that you had to do. Honestly, I feel this is just skyrocketed the band to a different level which Mm -hmm. you know new singers they make or break you yeah you could get a new singer and it could just completely destroy or recreate the band in sometimes not a great light and this works i'm stoked on it but you know what they were here the other night in town and i fucking forgot about yeah. it and that's the a next... weird metal show yeah that's weird. yeah i saw that it was a different yeah. I- lineup i don't know yeah no i think it was like some metal tour they jumped on but uh the next day people were like oh the casualties played last night i'm like what i thought it was a joke <laughs> i didn't really think it was real but yeah, yeah it's pretty amazing that's blue and pickles for those of you guys <laughs> want to hear <laughs> all right so here it is this one is one of my favorite tracks off the album it's called ashes of my enemies This is The Casualties, right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. Let me fucking go 
my enemies by the casualties like i said pick it up it's a great album it kicks we're, fa- yeah, we're fans <laughs> of it yeah. <laughs> awesome well well as we had talked about earlier we're focusing this episode today on small business saturday so for those of you that don't know um small business saturday is nationally a united states holiday I mean, not a holiday a shopping event pretty much that happens the day after Black Friday in hopes to encourage people to shop local. So I'm sure all of you guys have heard about the insanity that is Black Friday with tons of injuries, deaths, big company workers making um, people work on... It's fucking stupid. It's, it's crazy, right? It's all about <laughs> greed and gimme, gimme, gimme. I mean, I'm not give saying... Give me some old. Give me some old. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I haven't partaken. I think all of us have, but at the same time... There's other ways that we can, you know, think creatively to help support people when it comes to our shopping needs. So a couple statistics. So um, this year, Small Business Friday will be observed on November 24th. Um, and it was first observed in, in 2010. So it's actually kind okay. of a fairly new idea. So um, it is the counterpart to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and big box retail and e-commerce sales. So. A um, couple of different facts about it is a large part of the money spent stays local when you when you shop local. So you're not only helping um, other people directly, like the small business owners, you're help, helping them and their families be able to, you know, support their livelihood. It's also supporting you and the community as well. So because of the dollars that are spent in small business may help fund local schools, pave roads, protect community, just to name a few, and provide for more local jobs. In so according to uh, Civic e- Economics, $68 of every hundred spent within the community with local business, whereas a chain store contributes $43 out of that $100. So online, excluding, of course, local businesses that have online presence, they get zero. So when you're going to like Amazon and that kind of thing, yeah. it's really not contributing to anything. So, and when you do shop local, of course, it provides more opportunities to buy unique, eclectic, one-of-a-kind products that are personalized. Plus, it's better for the environment in general. So, if you can't make it out, you know, you can always try to hop online and see if they have an online presence. Or sometimes you can call. Like, I I called Rocket Agogo, which is one of our locally owned Arizona businesses that is successful. They shared um, some really cute shoes on Instagram, and because they're a buy-share-trade type mm-hmm. of a company, they don't necessarily they have an Etsy account, but they don't have all their merchandise online. But I called them up and said, "Hey, can you hold these for me?" And they did. Really, it's amazing. Oh. Yeah, oh, nice. So there's other ways that you can do to support. So, um, but of course, we're talking to two badass business babes today. But in addition to them, some of our local faves, Sound Sister local faves in Arizona that have a lot of local um, online websites that you can buy some of their products from is rocket a go like I said, right next to Yucca Tap. Um, Name Brand Exchange is another one, so it's a great way to buy, sell, trade spot. Arcane Hair Parlor, which is a gothic punk rock salon that I've done photo shoots in the past. Um, Erica, she's um, has run that business for a couple years now, and she's amazing, so they're definitely a go-to place for me. Shirts and Things. Been going there since I was a wee, Angela. How about you, Drea? Probably since like 13, yeah. 14. Yeah. I'm sure you guys too. Like, yeah. yeah. I was uh, hiding those dog <laughs> yeah. collars in my lunchbox purse, you know. From my <laughs> um, yep, that's a true story. So, And all those like comic book geeks um, out there, Ash Avenue Comics, Greg Comics, Gotham City Comics. My buddy Miguel owns that place. It's a rad spot. Bookman's. 
uh, changing hand bookstores. Um, and then as far as record shops, we got Double Nickels Collective and Zia Records. I mean, there's many locations and I know it's a go-to, but they have lots of stuff outside of regular records and stuff you can shop. So it's a great place. More nationally, though, we have Etsy. So when you shop on Etsy, you're supporting different artists, designers of all mediums from all over the world. Punk rock, uh, pinup girl clothing, sour puss clothing, too fast, lucky 13, all places that are independently owned that you can shop for your punk rock, gothic, ska, whatever it is that you're doing with your threads. This coffee mug is from Sour Puss. There you go. <laughs> it's an awesome black flag coffee Thank mug. Thank you, Drea. You got it from my birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> another idea, if you want to get a, a fur friend, you know, maybe rescue a dog through the Arizona Humane Society, that's another option instead nice. of going to an actual, um, you know, mall and picking up a, a pup or a kitty. Let's let's try to rescue. And then um, if you want something more customized, you know, maybe talk and hit up those artists that we featured on here before, such as Jared Gaines, Brian Burtz, Nads, just to name a few. And then of course the doctors. Yes, the doctors too. <laughs> you wanna you wanna go everybody that everybody's primary care. Yeah. If you wanna be healthy, <laughs> healthy for the holiday season. Oh, but of no. course you can go to your favorite uh, local bands, uh, social media pages, or your favorite DIY national acts. Because you could buy their merch, concert tickets, whatever, because you're directly supporting people that are, you know, trying to express themselves. And because it's Sound Sisters, we represent there's no greater gift than the gift of art or music. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all in all, if in closing, before we talk to our amazing business owners, if you have to shop at the big stores, we get it. We're not going to hate you forever, as Dre would say. You do you, boo. That's right. So (laughs) just think of different ways that maybe in the future you can support local and what you're ultimately doing when you do uh, purchase something local is you're directly impacting, again, not only the business owner and their families, but the community as well. But just maybe think about on Black Friday, if you have to go to Target and get that flat screen TV, we get it. We get it. But... Maybe try going to your favorite mom and pop shop to pick up uh, some coffee or some some breakfast. So that's a way you can uh, support. So we also want to see some of your favorite Arizona um, local spots or even across. We know we have listeners all over. So please, please, please visit our website with this episode. Comment on your favorite local spots or tag us through your social media pages on Instagram or Facebook. So with that, further ado, we have in the Sound Sister Studio in Mesa, Arizona, <laughs> we have Miss Colleen and Kat with us. Let's give Woo! Yeah! Thank you very much. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm stoked to be here. Yes, we're stoked to have you guys. So again, you guys are badass business ladies. So um, let's first off and explain to our listeners what your business is, how long you've been there. Just the whole, give us the lowdown. All Start right. out with Colleen over here. All right, here. this is Colleen. I own Siphon Draw Apothecary. It's located at the Goldfield Ghost Town in a, well, just outside of Apache Junction. I've been there for four years and I make all kinds of skincare products. So it's like the ultimate do-it-yourself skincare business that I created. And I don't even know how that happened. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I do. Like my whole life led up to this. I've got experience from like you're talking about being an entrepreneur and helping people out. My first entrepreneurial um, experience I had was when I was about five. I was coloring in my coloring book, and my mother said hey, you know, you could be an artist. I'm like, well, what's that? She's like, you can get paid for coloring and drawing. I was like, what? (laughs) So I ripped out the coloring book pages and start going door to door, and that's when it started. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I straight up up have a similar story. Up north, Heber, the weird place that you think you guys, I was abducted. Yeah, Yeah, sorry, that's another episode. No, I used to, the Circle K, there was like right there, walking distance I would sell I took pine cones put glitter on them put a little nice. tag so they were ornaments <laughs> so I could get money yeah for candy because my mom wouldn't let me have ah. her oh. <laughs> see okay we're connected we are we're, we're connected we've got yes. that entrepreneurial brain <laughs> connection wow that's amazing but Thanks. from there I, I done all kinds of artistic uh, work and have been um, selling my art my whole life and then I got into the beauty industry for about 20 years then the medical field and all of the education I've had it it came out as me creating non-toxic organic skincare out of like the best ingredients that you can imagine I use food I'm a holistic nutritionist Mm -hmm. too so I started creating my skincare uh-huh. out of my kitchen, and wow. I'm really picky about what I eat. So your skincare, I mean, we can. This is a long conversation. <laughs> I won't go any further with that. Maybe you can give us. To. Maybe you can give us some recommendations <laughs> later on the episode as far as different skincare yeah. products. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, Kat? Um, I have the superstitious jackalope, and uh, it's actually like Colleen. It's a reference to the superstition mountains, um, which is a huge for the people who. Are listening and don't know it's a huge mountain range here in Arizona and um, it's been a the, the business started out as something else and it's kind of like morphed into what it is now and um, I make um, electroforms jewelry out of copper and various stones and um, I also do decorative taxidermy oh wow so um, it it kind of uh, started out of necessity because um, I did hair for many years and um, I was diagnosed with Stills disease, which is a really rare arthritic disorder. So um, I could no longer do hair. Um, so I make jewelry instead because it's something that I can do with my hands, but I can do it on good days. And then bad days, I don't really, you know, I don't have to worry about, oh man, I can't make it to my job because my joints are swollen or, you know, whatever. So. Um, it actually started to help me pay for medication because I take a daily shot that is without insurance. I have wonderful insurance, but without insurance, it is $143 a wow. shot, which Damn. is a day, every day. Wow. So Damn. like I said, I have great insurance, so I wind up paying about $100 a month, but um, it helps offset the cost because I have kids and everything else. So, yeah. And her jewelry is beautiful. I'm wearing a necklace right now. She's got I great know. pieces. And I love your taxidermy artwork, too. Thank it's you. Great. Um, my taxidermy, I usually sell locally versus um, sending it through the mail. Because yeah. there are a lot of states that have um, different laws against hmm. sending dead animals through the mail. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, so um, I usually do that um, locally. Like you were saying before, people can contact me mm-hmm. through Etsy or through the social media and I'm willing to meet up with people and sell it to them, or I sell it to them at various places that I vend here in the valley. So 
Great, great. Awesome. So you guys both, this is your main gig. You don't have any yeah. other side gigs at all. Um, well, I do. I am a holistic nutritionist. I do consultations as well. Oh, great. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, it, it all goes together. I help you heal externally and internally using good skincare and good nutrition because your skin is a reflection of your internal health. Oh, that's so, beautiful. Yeah. That's great. Thanks. Pun intended. All right. <laughs> Inside out. <laughs> so I love I love that. I love that. So you are have you always been I know you said you did stuff out of your home first before you went to Gold Goldfield. Yeah. Um Goldfield Go- Ghost Town. Ghost Town, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh which is a great spot. Love it. it. It's so much fun. So much yep. fun. So um Gabby. Yeah, have you seen any ghosts? Uh, What's well, your ghost story? Uh, no. I have a, that is a secondary conversation. <laughs> uh, I'm all about here. it. Is it haunted? Um, I have a connection with the other side at, at times, and um, absolutely, there's nobody <laughs> evil there that okay. I've come across. Okay. There's a lot of um, uh-huh. maybe. Um, crazy spirits oh. or kind of <laughs> troublemakers or silly and they yeah. like to be fun and, and play tricks on people. Move oh, stuff wow. on you. Huh? Do they move stuff on you? You know, the lights go on and off. Oh, stuff man. gets moved. Yeah, weird Little stuff Little trickster happens. stuff. Yeah, like just yeah. the other day a phone flew off the wall and what? I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm trying to get some work done around here. Either help or get out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> No, it, it's it's pretty cool. There's a lot of history there. And mm-hmm. I know that the, the man who owns it right now, when he was <laughs> which, uh, which there's is a connection there uncle. too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And who's your husband again? Uh Uncle Josh. Or okay. His name is Josh, but his tattoo name sorry guys. Not a creep, he's not my uncle. Oh, I'm so used to it. Anyway, his name, <laughs> his name is Joshua Garglione, but uh, in the tattoo community, he's known as Uncle Josh. He yes. owns Lost Dutchman Tattoo. Which is another great idea to yes. shop local. Oh, they- he does do a special during, um, it's starting a small business Saturday for uh, gift certificates. Yeah. Perfect. For- yeah, and he's worked with Uncle Josh. He's, he's drone. He's, he's, he's drone. He's drone. He's drone. <laughs> he's drone stuff. <laughs> He's, like, he's all right at drawing things, you, you know. Make, <laughs> you, can draw. you can't make this shit up, guys. Um, but, um, yeah, so jo- uh, Josh's uncle is the mayor what? of Goldfield. Uncle Josh's uncle. Uncle okay. Josh's uncle. His <laughs> uncle Bob um, is the mayor of Goldfield Ghost Town. And Josh and uh, his cousins and his brother and his dad and his mom and stuff actually helped rebuild Goldfield when Josh was oh, a kid. That's so amazing. Connection yeah. there. And that's a huge place too because there are all those little shops in there. They're independently owned, I yes. assume, right? Yes. So let's is there any some of your favorite spots in that both of sure, you? Sure. There there's um a couple places. Well, all of the whole town is pretty rad. Like if yeah, you want to go check awesome. it out, spend the day there, there's tours. But the merchants they Sound sister little trips. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Really the the merchants there, a lot of them are doing um, work like creating things right there. There's a local artist. They're making fudge there. There's jewelry. There's um, a new jewelry shop under the ice cream shop that um, makes all their own uh, goods in there. I'm trying to think who else does their own thing. Um, but there, there's a gold panning store. You can go in there and look for gold. That's fun with the kids. But uh, it, it's definitely a DIY town. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, I on Small Business Saturdays, the day that you're you know this is airing, I'm actually doing a um, do-it-yourself, make-your-own-bath-bomb class. Oh, so sweet. if you want to come in before I open, I'm doing a class, and there'll be a, I'll, it'll be all over my website. I'll give you the link. That's great. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. And do you have anything coming on? For- um, I do. I have various different coupons and sales that are going on that will be posted onto my Instagram. So, and all of my social media. So there'll be different, um, depending on like how much you spend and how much you buy and everything, there's different coupons for different amounts and stuff that will have coupon codes on there. And you both have an online presence. So people, because we do have listeners outside of Arizona, so they can still come and shop local that way. Facebook, Instagram, website. That's great. So you two know each other. (laughs) We do. From Derby. Let's hear (laughs) some Derby (laughs) tales. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah, so, uh, no, we've actually known each other. It's weird because we found out that we know all the same people. And um, I grew up in the punk scene in Arizona, so I know a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life mm-hmm. who were in the punk scene. And um, one of the girls on my team, she was, were you already a ref when I came? Or I, I was. Think you were on, no, I think you were on the beauty still. Yeah, that, that minute. For like a minute, yeah, yeah, for like a hot minute, and yeah. then you became a ref. But yeah. um, one of my teammates named Ginger, who I know you've worked with, Angela, yes. is if we has, can sparkle another yes. independently owned business, <laughs> <Yes>. exactly. <laughs> um, she's great too. Um, she's like, I have this friend that you have to meet, and I think a lot of our friends tried to like friend set us up for a long time. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, because we have a lot in common, and we do both um, have you know, the, uh, the reach to the other side a little bit where we get visitors and stuff. So, um, but, so we had that connection and then just, we know all the same people and like, I don't know, I just feel like I've known her for years and we've mm-hmm. been around each other's family for years now and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, it all started with, with roller derby and, um, yeah. It's crazy because <laughs> a lot of my favorite people are roller derby babes, and I've never been in roller um, derby. Erica, who owns yeah. Arcane Hair Parlor, yeah. is on yeah. my team as it's well. great. And well, and, and Kat <laughs> over here, I, I didn't know her, but through Ginger, I asked her to be a model, and it was uh, for an art show piece that I did for the Punk Four front, front Fundraiser. So that was great. It was kind of like, hi, how are you? I've kind of seen you in social oh, yeah, media. That was, that was Let's Ginger. take a photo. <laughs> like, Ginger's like, hey, I have a friend, and... She had someone back out last minute because they had an emergency or something. Can you do this? And I'm like, when and where? And she's like, this. Is, and it was like the next day or something. And I'm all, okay. <laughs> and she was down. And it was so, she saved my ass and then some. But we'll we'll include that photo in the photo right gallery on. so you guys can see. But yeah. it was really great, you know. Just also on a side note that you are a a, a plus size model. Yeah. And you actively work in that. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, it's interesting. I have lost a little bit of weight, but um, I used to be a little bit bigger, and um, it's interesting to see what people think they can get away saying to you online mm-hmm. because oh, it's online. Yeah. Right. Um, so I used it as a teachable moment for my daughter. I have a nine-year-old daughter, and um, you know, she would overhear me saying, "You know, so and so online said this about me," and I would I would be talking to my husband and. Um, you know, she would ask, my daughter would be like, do you get upset about that? And I'm like, well, I get upset about it for like a second. And then you have to understand where it's coming from. Like, that's a mean, hateful place that's coming from. Like, that's, like, is what that person said about me true? And she's like, well, no. And I said, then it doesn't matter. If that's the only thing I can teach you growing up, like, yeah. 
what your opinion of yourself is um, means way more than other people's opinion of you. And that's kind of what I learned through that whole experience because at first it was a lot of, you know, I am a real awkward. For anyone who knows me personally, I am real awkward. So it was really hard at first um, being awkward and being a little more shy, although that's not what people would think of me, um, to like put myself out there. But, um, and at first it was really challenging and it did really hurt some of the mean, hurtful things that people were saying. But right. I have amazing friends <laughs> who, who always oh. support me and I'll head always off anybody exactly and they Punch always the um all of That's our right. whole group of friends and derby actually helped yeah. with this too um just helped me so much with my self-esteem and right. helped me um like again realize that my opinion of myself is worth more than anybody else's opinion it's true. even though that sounds like really kind of conceited to say but no. I, I feel like it's self-love it's really the truth yeah it's self-love and that's what we try to promote but right. it's interesting because what do you think of the whole title plus size model because even though i know that you said since i've seen you've lost weight because but I mean, i've plus always radness I guess. right that's what but i always, <laughs> i never saw it as a, a plus size model but it was introduced to me that well, that's I'm what a size the label 14, was so and i guess I'm considered plus size and yeah. i think that's really dumb I do too. Um, That's why I feel weird saying that to um, people. And but. I don't understand why the addition of plus needs to be right, there because, right. um, you know, it's we don't section out people by um, like what type of like exactly you don't like you don't look at someone on like Sports Illustrated and be like, oh, that's a black model or oh, that's a, you know, um, that's a blonde model or, you know, like. Mm -hmm. you don't put a label in front of every other model so why do you have agree, to right. why do you have to put that label in front of someone like I know I'm not like like a quote unquote normal model size like I don't need to be reminded of that every day like mm -hmm. I, I'm comfortable in my body and I know what right. my body is and I'm not gonna I don't know. It's I, I feel like when you when you say plus size model, it puts bad connotations sure, on it, sure. and that's not yeah. what it is. And pl the plus size thing is stupid. Anyway. It's it's dumb. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I I was introduced that that's the type of model that you were, and I I honestly. It's like they uh, redid the body types of Barbie, and they have different names now. Do you, have you guys seen that? Like no, now they not. have. They what? have. I saw that they yeah. redid the bodies, but I didn't know they like gave them different names. Yeah, like they have like a more hip. It, they have a curvy Barbie now, yeah. and they have. But they were very cautious of the name and labeling. Uh -huh. So, and I hmm. agree with that because I I agree one hundred and ten percent because I am. I am a bigger, curvier person, yeah. and so, and I, and the whole plus size thing. I grew up always, thinking my body was yeah. wrong. Right. And right. I was always very heavy set, um, had very curly hair growing up, freckles, all that stuff. Like I said, super awkward. And um, so, me doing all this stuff, and the tattoos helped because that was what I started as. It was like, oh, I'm a tattoo model. So, people aren't looking at me, they're looking at my tattoos. So, that's right. kind of like that's how I too. eased into it. Me too. But, um, I think it's really important to teach everyone to just um, be happy with your body. If you're not happy with your body, then you change it. But don't let other people tell you not to be happy with yourself or not to be happy with your body. I like it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm glad that they've I, – I saw that they changed Barbies, and that did make me happy because, like I said, I have a daughter and stuff. But 
I didn't know. I didn't realize that they like yeah. named the different body types. Yeah, like, yeah. Can it just be Barbie. <laughs> right, and that's true. <laughs> I think they just needed to care. But then again, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. categorizing things, so it's weird with yeah. the label, but. Well, we kind of asked, like, what are some crazy roller that, derby no. stories? Let's, let's oh, hear yeah. about, like, oh, yeah. about, like <laughs> she, okay, crazy. she has done some way crazier stuff than I have. I have? She, you've been to, like, roller con and stuff. I've never oh, been to roller okay. con. Roller con is where the stuff well, goes down. what are we allowed to say? Any, you can say anything. <laughs> it's open. Yeah, yeah that's what It's up to do. you guys. All right. Your well, discretion. All right, let me Should we just... protect the innocent and change things? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Now we... <laughs> I don't think about the dirt. I let that stuff settle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we bury it I mean, I, Yeah, I started with the Arizona Derby Dames when th- their first tryouts. It was 2005, I think. And then I, I'm still involved as a, a ref. I was a coffin dragger. I, I um, For a few years, I was a captain, co-captain. I've been a trainer. I've been on the hot shots. I've been... On the hot shots before they were called the hot shots. I've been She's manager. Done I've, I've oh, okay. done a bunch of stuff in the league. Um, oh, well, here's a dirt story. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So coffin, when I was the captain of the oh, coffin draggers, um, I will say this. Sorry, guys. But I think that we had the rowdiest, craziest, awesomest, most fun parties or fundraisers the they were compliment. supposed to be um, ever. And um, we got in trouble because there were things happening that shouldn't have been happening. Because the the first um, we still get yeah, the first few years of Derby, um, there were sparks in the locker room, sparks as in alcoholic beverages, and people were like Mm. getting drunk, and it was and the girls because a lot of the girls that were playing had never played sports before, And, (laughs) and you know we were having a good time hanging out together beating each other up but it started to get really competitive people were playing really hard and when you're partying the night before and then drinking in the locker room you feel like you're gonna die (laughs) when you're skating (laughs) um, can confirm yeah so one of the last um fundraiser parties where we were really going overboard um we we got in trouble we weren't the only team doing certain (laughs) things i'm not going to mention those things we got in trouble and wait in in trouble by who is there like a roller derby board like a president like that kind of trouble our league has we have like a president and then we have like management that we have to like answer to we do have a code of conduct and stuff that we have to okay yeah and and the titles have changed throughout the years yeah um the powers that be at that time were told hey they were doing this at that party and i was told hey your team better quit doing that yeah. And I was like, okay, um, maybe you might want to look at the other teams too, but we're going to stop. And that's when, you know, things changed. But, um, I mean, there were IV bags laying around and Jesus. bottles of alcohol <laughs> and, yeah, it was, We like to party. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was crazy. There, it was started probably at 7 at night and ended the next day at seven at night or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely, I've definitely yeah. had uh, coffin dragger parties at my house where um, my poor husband had to fish things out of the pool. Yeah. Um, we got the cops called on us several times. Yeah. Um, you know how to handle the cops at a party, though, right? Oh, Let's yeah, hear this. We will be quiet. You just thank them for showing up. Thank <laughs> you. I really needed your help. I couldn't get these people out of here. <laughs> 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 right? Typically, by that time, 
want everybody to right. leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we did it, but no. no uh, anybody, nobody gets in trouble. But No, the worst was clear cups at the bottom of the pool that he had to fish oh, out. Uh, no, th- okay, so my I have a crazy derby story, I guess. the I started out with um, Arizona Roller Derby. And uh, when I was, like, baby 18, actually, I lied about my age to play with them. Um, I was 17, but, like, two months away from turning 18, so it wasn't terrible. Um, But my first time ever away from my parents, ever, like, traveling out of state without my parents was on a Greyhound bus that we chartered um, with a bunch of derby girls. Oh, God, I I know. (laughs) I don't want to get people in trouble, damn. Um, (laughs) So, anyway, uh, again, I was all of 18 years old. Uh, everyone was, uh, was like, drinking and partying on the bus. And I grew up in the punk scene, so I'm like, yeah, I know about partying. I did not know about partying as well as I thought I did. Um, we went and played at the Tava Mountain Games, which I believe is in Utah. Utah, I think. I don't know. We had to go through Utah at one point, though, because I remember, like, everyone, like, warning us, like, we're in Mormon country and stuff like that. And we're like... So they're like, you know, don't freak people out. I'm like, okay. Um, our bus, for whatever reason, the air conditioning didn't work, so we just started stripping off clothes. No one cares. We're all girls, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, then we have to stop at a gas station, which we had to stop at this gas station because the name of the gas station was Gay Johnson's in Utah. <laughs> and it was right next to a place, no word of a lie, right next to a place called Shitty's Garage. I have no idea how they got like got that okayed by the city, but it said Shitty's Garage. So we go in there, and there's this kid who looks like he's probably all of 18 years old, too, and completely, like, taken aback because he's like, what the hell is going on? Um, I had, like... Naked, dirty Yeah, yeah, kids. I had, like, a... a, like a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, seriously, that's what happened. So, like, I had, like, a patch quilt skirt on that I had made when I was, like, 14. And then, like, Nothing out of my else. friend's clothes, which is weird. Uh, different story. Uh, and then I had, like, a bra on. And then I had, like, my, my punk rock leather jacket with all the studs and everything all over it. Is that the and same one that you used in the photo shoot? No, that's my vest, which I've also had since 15. Nice, but, nice. no, it was my leather jacket because that's, like, the only time in my life I've been able to wear it because, you know, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And we're just, like, buying our stuff like it's normal. And this poor kid is just, like, you know the people who can't hide their facial expressions? Yeah. This poor kid, like, mouth gaping open, just, like, checking us out. Like, <laughs> could not, like, check, checking us out as far as, like, ringing us up. But he was, I think he was just, like, what is this? had probably lived a really sheltered life. And this oh was probably my. really, like. Shocking. Yeah. Um, so I think we freaked him like, out. Yeah, yeah. And I think we got, like banned from Greyhound or something because of our ride on the bus. Like, we rode there and then we rode back. Like, oh, no. We got in so much trouble. I met I met um, Digital Underground, which was rad. Because um, they were playing the Tava Mountain Games, too. And they were staying at the hotel that all the Derby girls were staying at. So we all hopped the fence. It's snowing outside. So we all hopped the fence to, like, it was really disgusting. It was, like, disgusting Derby girl soup. Because it was after we all skated and we all jumped in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. So there's like 20 of us in this hot tub. Real gross. Things were going on in the pool with members of the band. Um, and long, sto- long yeah. story short, we broke a lot of glass bottles around the pool. It was oh. unintentional. There was lots of alcohol involved. And we all got a phone call 
at 6 a.m. in the morning from one of the other girls who was like the one who was like quote unquote in charge of the trip and was like everybody needs to leave now they've called the cops on us oh shit so um there was like girls from the 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 local oh it was in Colorado because it was girls from the local roller derby one of them got really drunk and punched out a mirror in the hotel like what I was like Oh my god, is this what roller derby is? (laughs) I mean, obviously I was cool with it. I'm 33 and I'm still doing it, but it's... Right, that was the first of the crazy stories. That's not even the craziest. That's just the one I know I won't get in trouble for telling. Right. And this is a disclaimer. This was before you were a mother. We don't want to hear any sort of crazy comments. This was before... Oh, nah, dude. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, my my kids are always taken care of. They don't get to see... I mean, they see coffin dragger stuff, which yeah. freaks other people out because. But it's normal. Yeah. The, well, no, because we okay. So the coffin draggers, we cover ourselves in blood, mm-hmm. which is great when you play roller derby because your makeup gets messed up and you're like, I'm just gonna put more blood on that. That's that's cool. <laughs> um, Maybe you guys should do that at a show. Yeah, <laughs> you should just take blood everywhere. Because <laughs> you're saying like you're always melting afterwards. Yeah, it's just it's melting. Uh, there's one girl on our team who someone kept telling her to smile one time or whatever, so she like bit a blood capsule and was like. With all the blood dripping out of her mouth, so that was pretty awesome. Um, but my kids aren't creeped out by like death or zombies or blood or you know whatever. Like yeah. I have pictures of me holding both of my babies with like a white out contact and a red contact and and blood all over my face and like. Yeah. So my skate name is Devochka Delarge. It's a Clockwork Orange reference. So I usually have like one eye that's you know my eyelashes and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it's. And then just blood everywhere because yeah. fake blood's the best. It is the best. <laughs> Do you guys feel now that roller derby's kind of quote calmed down, or is it still? Oh, it's calmed down. Oh yeah. <laughs> is oh, it, is yeah. that because the games are not the Coliseum? Um, are they still um, the Coliseum? No, the competition is okay. much yeah. more. Um, it, it's much more competitive it's, now. Okay. The girl we when we first started we couldn't skate. We sucked. So we would roll around, get dressed up and all that, and then party all the time. But then Mm -hmm. as it got more competitive, everybody was training more. Everybody was competing at a higher level. So, I mean, of course, the girls can still throw down in the bar, get on top of it and dance and have a drink and Mm -hmm. have a great time. And we occasionally fight each other. Not on the track, but we do occasionally fight each other. But, yeah, it's not not like it was. It's it's going more towards the direction of – they're trying to make an Olympic sport. So um, it's gone more of the route. Before, there was some athleticism involved, but it was mainly show. And over the years of being in Derby, I've watched it evolve to being a lot more athletic and a lot, a lot more competitive um, yeah. than it once was. It's okay. true, because like, I've even yeah. seen like some of my friends, like as they progress, I'm like, damn, you're fucking buff now. Yeah. Like, Ginger, like, I mean, she was, yeah. I was like, dude, I'm like, that's a good friend to have your back. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, you know, like, I've, I've noticed just the change, because I bartended at the Palavrita for seven years, so that was, that was, that was so spot. much fun. That was the spot where everyone, yeah. like, I probably gotten you guys wasted and yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. had a fundraiser yes. there. And I, I, were, I helped work Okay, together. I was one yeah. of the bartenders. So we bartended together. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, it was me, uh, because Erica, and Ginger. Because there were other bartenders, I've had some dreams. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. No, that was a really fun event. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I do remember that now. Interesting. Yeah, the the roller derby girls nowadays, like the competition, these girls are athletes. They are full blown athletes. They're training oh, yeah, like hard. CrossFit. Yeah. yeah, they're they're hardcore. It, it's for real. It's the real deal. They're just not getting paid, which. I don't know if the entire derby community, like if you took a vote, how many people would want it to go professional and how many people would not. Mm -hmm. But I think there's room for both. There's room Mm -hmm. for the DIY, have fun, recreational type stuff, Mm -hmm. just like with baseball or softball, and then professional too. What about other leagues? Like, are you guys kind of feel that the, like Derby Dames and then there's a couple other ones? Yeah. Are, do you guys so support the, them? Yeah, or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We support yeah, all our, um, it wasn't once like that in the Valley. There was once, uh, because the reason why there are a few different um, leagues in Phoenix is because there were league splits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, and this was like when I first started Derby years and years ago, um, that there were bad blood. There was, you know, people showing up to other, you know, other leagues, events, and flyering with our flyers, or, you know, you know, whatever. Um, it was really bad for a long time, but I think with the direction Derby has moved into, everyone has kind of looked at it differently, and um, there are a few flat track leagues here in Phoenix. We're the only bank track league, so that does make us a little different. But What's the yeah. difference between the two, for so, those that don't know? Um, we skate on a bank track, which is a big uh, a big oval, and it's uh, like at a 45-degree angle. Um, kind of like, kinda of like a racetrack, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like old-school old dirt. What people would yeah. think of as an old-school roller derby, you mm-hmm. see that bank track right. made out of the wood with the rails. Yeah. Flat That's track is literally on the ground. And the way they um, yeah. mark it is with tape sometimes or little light strands. Um, there's a variety of ways. But it's it's crazy to see the athleticism in the two different leagues yeah. um, or the two different types of derby, bank track and flat track. And um, it's crazy to see. Um, I'm really impressed when I can see skaters that can do both because I know I came from flat track and went to bank track and I cried for like a month. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. Like it hurt my body so much because it's a completely different set of muscles Mm -hmm. to do the bank track than it is to do the flat track. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, my only experience with anything sort of banked was, you know, skateboarding as a kid at skate parks and shit. Like, I didn't really have any, like, you know, roller skating on a track skill. And it definitely was hard on the body and took a long time. But it's, it's, there's amazing athletes for both banked and flat. I have one roller derby story really quick so <laughs> i was bartending at the palo and oh after- go. <laughs> afterwards i feel like every great yeah, story starts yeah. with and ginger I was- ginger mortis right that's mm-hmm. what she yes. pronounced who is her. my best friend from high school by the way that's yeah. so cool I've known her- all, all connected really? yeah. i've known her for years and she of course bartended at the palo Verde too so um it was after my shift so i had some shift drinks and then i had expressed little angela's like i want to try roller derby and she's like cool here's my skates go have fun so I decided to skate in the Palo. There was oh nobody in there. Oh, and I went into the guy's bathroom for some reason, and I ate shit. Oh, oh yeah. That's like the yeah. worst place, too. It's oh. so true. Yeah. And yeah, those of you who don't know the Palo Verde, Dirty Verde. The Dirty Verde. It was fucking wretched. Oh. Yeah. So that, that's... So and, then, and then I immediately was like, maybe this isn't for me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'll feel like it, that's, I'll leave it to you, Hoppy. I feel like that's real traumatic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, 
No, I, I did have some <laughs> some ladies amongst the years being like, oh, you know, get this. But that's something that just never came. But I've always admired it, and it's amazing that, you know, those... They're always are... looking for refs. <laughs> there you go. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I awesome. think roller derby yeah. really helped me with my confidence okay. and my yeah. ability to... Um, put myself out there and make shit happen. Nice. Yeah. So you definitely take those attributes into real life, mm-hmm. real life and your own business yeah. that is successful. Yeah, it is successful. So the experience with roller derby as a captain, as a trainer, as a manager, you're dealing with a lot of very strong willed women and you've got an audience and you're, you're planning events. These are big events. So I helped do all of that. And then you can apply that into your life in other, you know, aspects as, as far as business goes. And it roller derby, you really need to put that shit on your resume. Yeah, it, for real. It, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Running a league, skating, mm-hmm. training, it's a business. Teamwork, how to Teamwork. Like, diffuse situations because I'm how sure there's diffu- lots of oh, yes. different personalities. Yeah, it's different all like it's yeah. HR, it's... Um, I, for, for our league, I speak to the media quite a bit and, um, that was really hard at first because as my dad would tell people, I have a mouth that would make a sailor blush. So (laughs) I cursed quite a bit. Um, so it was, that was kind of hard, but I I agree with her. I think that I agree with Colleen. I think that, um, if you are in roller derby, that's definitely something you can put on your resume because you're thrown into so many different situations and like I've done things that for sure I wasn't trained for but I know how to do now like I know how to do AV stuff and I know how to do like bout production stuff which is a huge deal people don't realize how much work goes into roller derby and it's it's cool because there's so many different people from so many different walks of life that um the people take over what their strengths are but it's cool because then they teach all of us and then we all get the benefit of that too whereas we you know we get those skills too so it's just it's a huge huge community and i've learned Mm -hmm. so much about myself Mm -hmm. and life and just everything else through derby it's great it's amazing it's great well let's do a music break for real this time (laughs) 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 i got awkward and i had too much espresso and i jumped the gun on that (laughs) you're good dude um preference um, let's start with Kat. Okay. What, what, what is, <laughs> kick us off into a music song that represents you or your business or something that's near and dear to you. Um, well, I really, right now, one of my personal favorites is Witch's Wrath from the Bridge City Sinners. Nice. There you go, right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. <laughs>
taxidermy stuff yes have you done yes, anything so. weird like super weird no i got weird? something in your bag yes. what'd Drop you bring what? <laughs> yes so <laughs> i do like these are bad i do bats and i love bats. that's a bat um oh, no i don't do like <laughs> this is cool i do have friends who do do weird stuff do-do. um she said do 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 um <laughs> So, uh, Megan McKimmy, she also goes by Megan Machine. She does amazing taxidermy. Um, Like, I will get things that are, some of them are pre-taxidermied, some of them I will taxidermy myself. Um, I don't have a huge amount of skill in that. Yeah. But, like, Megan made, one time she made, like, a three-horned onx. I don't know, that's how you pronounce it. But um, it had, like, three horns, and then she used, like, crushed obsidian on its head and stuff too it was beautiful it was like super amazing but she does really amazing taxidermy too but i do like little things like this so, so beautiful. um because it's you know how, how do you, you get, guys can't see but, how do you um, get your animals like do you just um go okay so where i them? specifically <laughs> order them from is oh you order I, them um yeah i order them from wow. um they're from ethical sources but okay. i order yeah. them from a um a paraplegic who okay. is um, a war veteran, and okay. it, how he supports himself is okay. by selling text. Oh, okay, goods. so you don't just so, like I'm gonna go get great. Me back. So, <laughs> oh, 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 no. um, so you keep the the independent chain. Yeah, going. yeah, I do. I keep. Great. Yeah, I try to as much as possible. And even with my jewelry, like I'll show you guys some jewelry I bought too. But um, even with my jewelry as well, um, I try to like if I do need to get pieces I can't make myself, like. Um, like I do, I get um, succulents that are cast from a couple. Uh, it's called Burnout Castings. Okay. They sell on Instagram, but it's a husband and wife couple that make all these different castings of um, succulents and stuff. So I'll buy from them and use like a piece of their succulent on some of my jewelry or whatever. But um, as far as the taxidermy goes, uh, it's I'll usually get an animal and then um, I'll taxidermy it with like flowers and crystals and all that stuff. So. Um, the bat, like this bat that I have here, is already was already uh, posed and everything when I got okay. it. But when I got that butterfly, yeah. it yeah. was folded in half, and I have to. People come to my house and they don't know who I am. It's gonna be real weird. Um, <laughs> um, I have to refrigerate them for a little bit. So I have a container that it goes in my refrigerator. My kids and my husband know that it's it's for my business, and anything that I have to um, make pliable. Uh, goes into the fridge so with like with that specific that is actually a sunset moth they come from Madagascar and um, when I got it its wings were folded so it was like if you see you know uh, 
butterfly and a flower and their wings are folded. And then I have to put it in the fridge for a few days and then I have to splay out the wings and like pin it and yeah. all that stuff. And then it has to dry for a few more days and then I frame them up with flowers and crystals yeah. and all that stuff. So um, I do a few different types of animals and insects and stuff like that. So, awesome. Well, what I think is amazing about these pieces, it's more than just taxidermy. You're really trying to cover the essence of the yeah. soul that you're it's it's representing like life and and right and, and it's for, personality. for the bats that i do um sell i do give a portion to different various bat rescues because okay. they're my favorite animal oh, and I um that. i found it very surprising that in the state of arizona we have 28 different species of bats it's the largest amount of it's the most concentrated bat population in all of the united states in one area and oh. we have no actual bat rescues there are individual people that are trained to take care of them in their home or like in a facility that they can use, but there's no separate bat rescue in Arizona, which I think is strange. But again, because we have so many species. Interesting. Um, yeah. But I do like to give a portion of that to various bat Great. rescues and stuff because um, bats are really integral to our, our ecosystem. Um, they're protected. In, most bats are protected in mm -hmm. Arizona because they are one of the largest pollinators of swore cactuses, which are also protected in the state of Arizona. <laughs> the so. more you know. This is interesting. <laughs> I really I like it. bats, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So how about the inner workings of your business then? How do you go about? Because I see some of your social media feeds, and you got some industrial stuff. You're rocking there, girl. Like... Like all your <laughs> tools and gadgets. Let's hear about it. Yeah, I have a whole production facility at the apothecary at the ghost town. It's a small little room, but there's a lot in there, a lot of equipment. We do um, all the skincare making right there. I formulate all the recipes myself. And then um, I've got a few girls helping me with production at this point. And um, uh, we do a lot of wild harvesting. So I'll wild harvest creosote. Uh, it's also called chaparral or greasewood, and I infuse that into different organic oils. What else are we harvesting? Are you familiar with um, the brittle bush? Please tell me. Okay. So, <laughs> so the brittle the brittle bush grows all over Arizona. You'll if you saw is it, it brittle? Like, oh, that, that kinda. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw, it, you're like, oh yeah, that bush. And out of that bush, there's little yellow flowers that grow. Those flowers are known as arnica of the desert. Are you familiar with arnica? Yes, okay. I am. I got right. plantar fasciitis. So. Okay, so yep. familiar. Oh, you Old know what? <laughs> On another note, plantar fasciitis is indicative of an issue with digestive health. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I figured a lot of this so, out. <laughs> <laughs> the hard way. Yep. But um, the brittle bush, um, we've been infusing that into something called bruises. So I've made a few products with Derby Girls in mind. Bruises, uh, the Superstition Pain Relief Stick, um, Praying Hands. Praying Hands is a rock formation at the Superstition Mountains. It looks like Praying Hands. But the product that I made is warming. It's good for chronic pain. It goes deep. It helps to promote healing and increase the circulation of the blood into the area. So that promotes healing. Mm -hmm. But um, I have approximately, I'm going to guess, 80 different products right now that wow. I make. There might be more, but I, I have a whole nother product line that I cannot reveal at this time. Because oh. <laughs> I'm collaborating with Seriously. another local business. That's wonderful. It is wonderful. Yeah. And um, it, it's just a lot of fun. So one thing I am expanding into is 
DIY for the customers interested right. in doing it themselves. Some people mm. want to make their own lip balm. Some people want to make their own lotion, their own bath bomb, this sort of thing. So what I'm going to start doing is offering classes um, to help people and give them access to all these ingredients. Because it took me four, over four busy years to collect my supply of ingredients and to purchase some of these things in small quantities is kind of difficult so anybody who wants to come to the apothecary and really explore different ingredients and have it right at their fingertips and make their own lip balm their own whatever the class is about it, it's it's really given you a, a palette of colors that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. And you're empowering other people yes. to do something natural yeah. and yes. to understand what they're putting on their skin. Yes. That's wonderful. And I'll teach about the ingredients. I'll teach how to make the recipe. I'll teach, you know, why why am I even doing this? You know, right. you can go buy skincare anywhere, but you can't buy the type of skincare I'm making anywhere. There's a lot right. of um, handmade, you know, quotation mark, natural but mm -hmm. they're not a hundred percent they're still putting fragrances mm -hmm. in or dyes and and i i wanted to avoid that and give people the option right and correct me it. and correct me if i'm wrong because when i when i was a miss i was a licensed massage therapist sure. for a long time and i did aromatherapy like i did 200 hours of that the fda like that's also not really something that they pay attention to so anyone could technically put on their aromatherapy or this is a hundred percent essential oils but you don't know if well, it really is except if you do your research to know which ones are yeah, pure. There, there, there's a lot of deception with labels. Right. There really is. In question, general, question, question. Yeah. Yeah. So fragrance can encompass so many other ingredients. You could just put that one word fragrance and it could be over a hundred different things in there. Mm, Here's yeah. a, here, you guys might not know this. Do you know what the original natural flavoring came from in food? No. Mm-mm. -mm. Beaver butt juice. What? <laughs> it, came, <laughs> it came from the, comes from their anal glands being expressed. What <laughs> in the fuck? Anal butt juice. I kind of want to make a shot that's called anal butt juice. I feel like that's a crust band name. Right, right. That's a crust band name. Anal butt juice. So create a song, ladies. Go. <laughs> well, who was the first guy to figure that out? I know. Right? Yeah. And right. Why? Gross. <laughs> Bro, walk us on that journey. <laughs> who got, yeah, really? Who got that close to, to that? Ew, I was like, let me go this. ahead. And... Yeah, well, this tastes kind of good. I'm going to Cheerios. Oh, wait, so. sorry, Cheerios. I don't know if you do that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, just somebody. That's so gross. I can't. Uh, to the somebody had to try it. Uh, I'm licking this beaver's butt. It tastes good. I'm going to so use funny. it. so funny. Do you, do you have any ghost stories? No, I was going to say, let's talk about the other side. I've been holding yeah, back. I know, I can see you. I can see you. She's like, she's waiting. We started. So let's preface it for, the, they may not know. We're huge dorks when it comes to like, Ghost, paranormal, conspiracy theories, Sasquatch, Sasquatch aliens, UFOs. That's our okay. We started out like we're gonna do music and art and everything else. Somehow, <laughs> another main topic now is these things. Is. So okay. it's pretty amazing that you're here. Let's like talk we're about. we're completely fucking terrified of like ghosts and stuff. But it's so Why? it's scary. It's still known as scary. So it's it's well, like correction. They're not always correction scary. Ghosts. Well, how I see it is like stay out of my house. <laughs> you know, like ghosts are cool, but like I don't want to see you. I don't want to feel you. Yeah. Like I respect you. So hopefully well, there's none in here, right? My my roller derby <laughs> name is Dolly De Los Muertos. Oh, okay. Oh, I remember you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now it all makes sense. 
don't tell anybody it's anything. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we bartended together, didn't know it. We're like. Amazing. I appreciate the mm-hmm. dead. Okay. I appreciate, you know, I don't want to die right now <laughs> but it's gonna happen it's a, inevitable right but um i all right so all the experiences <laughs> that i've in. had it's uh-huh. been like what in the hell's going on like what right. is this how you know why am i feeling these like messages the way that the communication happens uh-huh. for me it's not necessarily like um i can't it's hard to explain it's almost right. like i'm communicating but it's not like i'm actually hearing words it's uh-huh. not like i'm actually seeing things right. although that has happened too mm. it's um it's not even a feeling uh-huh. so I, I don't know how to explain it but i do get messages the way i get the messages oh, wow. okay. and it happens um it can happen during the day it can mm-hmm. happen during the night but the time when it's the most powerful mm-hmm. for me is that in between state of sleep and okay. awake yeah yeah okay yeah and someone told me a long Mm -hmm. time ago um that the reason why it's so open right there is Uh because it's your it's the closest you get to death right and um i've been woken up many times i've seen things many times and i've gotten a lot of messages Mm -hmm. for people that i don't know really and i don't know this information and I tell them, and wow. it's, you know, it makes sense. They start crying. They say, you know, how do wow. you know this? I'm like, I don't know. They just <laughs> told me. Yeah. And, um, like, I was working at a doctor's office, and uh-huh. um, there were a couple patients that would come in, and one, one the gentleman uh, passed away, and I loved both of them uh-huh. very much, and the gentleman passed away, and his, his wife was still alive, and um, he came to me. In oh, the middle of the night, yeah. and he was a spunky dude. Oh, he was man. feisty. He was smart ass, basically. Oh. <laughs> and but he was persistent. Oh. and that's how that's the the mm-hmm. energy I got from him. Like I knew it was him. He was like trying to talk to me, and I was like, I'm trying to sleep. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I could uh-huh. almost feel like him pull my arm. Wow. And like, no, you're gonna listen. So could you hear him? Like, or it, it's, it's not an actual like a dream state. Yeah, uh, I don't know how to right. explain the communication. Okay. but I hear the words. I feel the energy. Got I it. feel the emotions. Mm-hmm. And he had some messages for his wife, and wow. he wanted me to give them to her. Wow. And it didn't make sense to me at all. Right. But I wrote it all down. Okay. The doctor I was working for at the time was very supportive of this. Okay. He was a huge Edgar Casey follower who is, um, look him up if you don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. But um, he was an intuitive healer. Okay. Um, but he um, he was very supportive of, of me having this connection. And when I told it, what happened was after I had this visit from the guy and I wrote down all the messages, it, it wiped me out. I couldn't really? even go to work the next day. Wow. I was just drained. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anywhere else, I'm not going to call, sorry, I can't come to work today because this ghost guy <laughs> was, like, bothering me all night right. and sucked the energy out of me. Right. Yeah. But the yeah. doctor I worked for understood, understood. And when I went to work and showed him everything and explained it to him, he's like, well, you have to call his wife. I'm like, what do you mean I have to call his wife? <laughs> Why? So you need to call her. You are obligated to give her this information. Right. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. And he said, yeah. So I called her and I told her, I said, hey, I, I your husband visited me and um, right. I need to give you this information. And she was like, okay. And I told her everything and... 
she started to cry wow. and she's like oh my gosh she's like he told you this she's like yeah i know exactly what you're talking about wow i know exactly who you're talking about because he was referencing someone that is on the other side with him now that mm. he's with and um details and there i have a lot of stories uh-huh. um i don't want to say people's names because people right. might not want right, to but um I ignore a lot of it and I don't mm. tell a lot of people things. But one thing mm. you guys might be interested in is when I am getting a message for people, mm-hmm. a lot of times, this happened in the past six years now, I'm wow. getting songs with it. Huh. So they're, they're had, they're, there's tunes, there's music, there's a song that they're giving me the message with because that song is either right. appropriate to the message they want me to give them wow. or appropriate to them and that person that they want mm. me to talk to that where it'll make it click it's like they're giving me little tidbits that only would make sense to the person right. and like um oh this is th- so there's one person who came to me and I never spoke to the person they wanted me to talk to because that person didn't want to talk to me because I didn't really know them and I don't blame them. Right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the, the person who came to me who had passed, um, she, I don't even want to say sex or she or he, but <sighs> they they um, they committed suicide. And um, the song they came to me with was, um, what was the song? Singing in the Rain. I don't listen to that song, right, you know, yeah. singing in the rain. Yeah. Look up the lyrics and think about someone who has taken their own life mm-hmm. and passed. And, well, yeah, that's yeah, like, <laughs> it, 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 it made a lot of sense. And the weird, the other thing I got was the person I a lot of times if um, I get a message from someone, sometimes I'm I become them. Mm-hmm. And I am seeing what they're seeing. Right. And I... That's how you get so drained. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing what they're seeing. And uh, I saw myself inside some weird... Um, like, not a room, because it wasn't tall enough to be a room. But there was a door, and I could see out the glass door, and there was, like, a room out there. But I was inside, like, a cubby-type thing. Huh. And there was, like... Anyway, I, I looked up what it, um, the mm-hmm. cremation oh. um, device looks like. That right. You get in, they put the bodies in, oh, and shit. that's where I was. I was inside of that. And what? this person, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel any of the pain or anything. Okay. There was right. no pain involved. Right. But this person was just like, what's happening to me? You know, a oh. lot of people don't even know they've died. Yeah, they did. But this person, I was inside of that, and I saw it. Oh, and, okay. Um, and then I asked them, like, well, was that person cremated? And they're like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm wow. Gonna, I, I, can, I won't go on forever. But, uh, I, I, do, I do have a question. Well, see, well yeah. for me, wow. as far as, because I've gone to a lot of, like, abandoned buildings to photograph. That's, like, one of the things that I love to do. And so as far as, like, the ghost thing, I'm not really as scared as, like, I know, I know, uh, Gabby is yeah. to drabby <laughs> that they've talked about. I mean, I am, but I usually out loud say, okay, I respect you, please. You're scaring yeah. me. And usually they stop. Yeah. For me, it's UFOs. That's the thing that freaks me the fuck <laughs> out. And I'm not even going to go into that. But yeah. my question, though, is I have this theory because I think that everyone has the ability for all that. It's just that there's some people that are more tapped into that. Yes. Because I well. when I was a massage therapist, I think part of the reason why I got burnt out is because I'm 
I feel people's stuff like yeah. all the time. Yeah, you're and probably then, you're, you're yeah. in a, when you're a massage therapist yeah. too, you're in a very like intimate setting with people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's the same thing with hairdressing. I used to feel joy yeah. doing hairdressing all the right. time. And it's because you're in very intimate contact with people. Right. And especially with massage therapy, you're releasing a lot of things. Well, and so. I'm and I'm a very sensitive person. So even you talking about stuff, like I felt it and I wanted to cry because like I yeah. could feel that yeah. certain things. And I don't know if it's just me being like, oh, am I just just that sensitive a person and I just care that much but sometimes it's like it's a lot like I would feel people's headaches sometimes or their stomach aches or different things and I think that I've shut it off a lot and so I've kind of ignored it because it came too much I think that's what a lot of people so that's what I think that's Um, what I I think too it depends on um, families you grew up in like I was mm-hmm. raised in a really Catholic family me too and Roman yeah. Catholic so it was yeah. Yeah, my mother was yeah. raised the, by nuns yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad too so it was um, it was kind of hard for my my parents are totally all about it now but it was really hard for my parents to kind of accept it first um, the very first time my mom my mom's passed now but uh, my mom told me before she passed when I was kind of talking to her about like this stuff like I think it's weird. I think it's different that I'm feeling these things and going through these things. And and my mom told me that the first time that her and my dad ever knew about anything going on between us was um, when I was younger, I had a little brother who passed and I told my parents that I was playing with him in my room. And which they're like, oh, you know, little kids, you know, whatever. But uh, what really freaked out was my, my dad was the same day I told my dad um, something I don't even remember but um, I told him something that I said his grandmother said and his grandmother died two years before I was born wow so and my dad's like no 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 it couldn't have been her it couldn't have been her like because my dad thought I was saying a physical person told me mm-hmm. so I described his grandmother to him wow. and I it was like four or five so I didn't know so I've had really weird experiences my whole life it's usually unfortunately for me it usually revolves around death um, yeah. I, uh, knew, I felt it before my mom died that she was going to die. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that could be, I kind of excused it at the time as it's my mom, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think being raised Catholic, I was always like, this isn't something that I should be talking about. <laughs> um, but it's happened quite a bit of other times. Uh, recently I had a friend pass. And I have a lot of dreams. That's how things come to me right. is um, dreams or physical feelings. And um, I had a dream that my friend had passed away. Hmm. And um, it just so happened it was after I was I had gone to Tucson for something for my daughter. And Tucson always reminded me of him because he lived there for a long time. And I called him and I was like, uh, him and I have chronic illnesses. So I called him and I just like laid everything out to him. I'm like, I love you so much. You've been such a driving force in my life. Like, thank you for always being my best friend and he's like are, are you okay like did your doctor give you some news like what's going on I'm like no, no I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine like it's okay mm-hmm. um that was the last time I spoke to him was um on February 8th and he died the 20th oh. so uh it's weird it's weird too because it's do you tell people do you be yeah. like hey I had a dream you died like what do you it's it's a weird sort yeah. of thing Fortunately, I met Colleen, so she's helped me with a lot of things that I always thought were very strange and weird, uh-huh. and they aren't. It's just because I have been given this gift for whatever reason, Right. and being raised in a really religious household, it was 
spirits go to heaven. They don't stick around. They don't ghosts mm-hmm. aren't real. Like, and now my family's like, oh, okay, there's some truth to this. But and it's the same thing. It's it's I can tell people things that um, usually it's family. I don't. Thank God I don't have it for strangers. I think that would be so overwhelming. <laughs> right, yeah. But um, most of the time it's family, and I can tell people family and very close friends mm-hmm. certain things, and I can feel when things are going to happen to friends. Like I can be like, oh my oh. god, like. Maybe not do that. But um, the first time I ever, I've always seen stuff and felt stuff and I feel emotions and stuff like that. But uh, the first time I ever saw a full body apparition was with Colleen. (laughs) Um, uh, We were in the desert and I won't say where, but we were in the desert and we were by this tree that her husband was drawn to and thought was just like this. I think it's an ironwood tree. It's like a, it's an old dead tree. Um, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful tree, and it kind of like comes over, and there's like this little like, Green. yeah, Area. like underneath of it. Mm-hmm. And um, her husband showed us, and her and I both looked at each other because he's like, "Look at this! This is so cool!" And her and I both looked at each other, and we're like, Ugh. Um, yeah. "So she asked me, she's like, so what do you feel right here?'" And I go, "I feel like someone died here. Like oh. no, like straight up, it the energy felt like someone just." It makes me emotional talking about it because I felt it. It's awful. It feels mm-hmm. like someone just decided that that was the area mm-hmm. that they were just going to give up on their life. Oh, like, man. that was where they laid down to die. Yeah. Wow. So it was very emotional, and we did some some stuff to help clear the area and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I laid down. So, I yeah, laid so down. she, like, laid down at one point, and I'm, like, putting my hands on her. Totally without – I'm a little freaked out. <laughs> She's she's more calm than I am, and I look up like I have my hands on her, and we're doing like a, a prayer tour uh, sort of thing to try to help clear the land and help the person move on. And um, I open my eyes, kind of like you know, kind of like how you would be when you're in prayer, like head down stuff like that. And I was kneeling while she was laying there, and I opened my eyes and looked up, and it looked like a person was walking from the street over to where we were. And you know, like you know, like when you're in the middle of nowhere and you see someone or something or hear something, in that moment you freeze. So I did that. Colleen, like without even skipping a beat, she's like, "It's the person's family coming to help them over." Wow. And so I'm like, "Okay." Really freaked out, but we continued and we we did a few things and um, we spent the night there at that property and stuff. And the next morning it felt better, but it was. Can I? Can I? Yeah, I gotta tell more about this. Story. Okay, she can tell more about it. That's that's my what happened to me for that. But so <laughs> so definitely someone gave up there in this yeah. spot and this land is it's, it's a lot of acres that we own. But um, so we had our ceremony there. Her and I, you know, verbally talked about this out loud, and and then I think about a week later we went mm-hmm. back to the property, went to that spot, okay. and, and we we had put like. Uh, crystals and there's like little trinkets laying around mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing well somebody um went there after we did and they took all the crystals and laid it out where i was laying uh-huh. in a big rectangle big enough for a body and then wrote rest in peace in stones in stones mm-hmm. like you know how like when wow. you go to Boot hill like the old yeah. cemeteries have like the graves outlined with yeah, stones yeah yeah like so that. you laid out and it was grave. all yeah. done with uh, quartz, yeah, wow. and which is 
it's on the property and strewn around the property. Right. But you had to, like, it wasn't there. You, you definitely had to it. go search for it. Wow. And, like, the property isn't, like, a, it's open, but it's not, like, super open. Like, it's not, like. Right. This is kind of in the middle of the property, too. Yeah. But a lot the, of people would walk through there before we bought it. And it's, um, we thought somebody that was with us that night might have been messing around like me. So, yeah, I got a text message. Somebody else did uh, We all got text messages, and we all started calling each other, being like, did you really do it? What's going on? There was, like, five of us there. Yeah. Okay. And um, so it was either me, my husband, or the three other people, Kat, or two other Ginger was one of them. Right. And uh, none of us did it. Nobody has time for that. (laughs) Nobody has time for that. But um, nobody wants to like, you know, yeah, mess and right. make up and have that that energy fall. So yeah, some, I think somebody went there to remember them and did right. that hmm. because wow. they saw that we were putting stuff all over the tree. Somebody died there for sure. Yeah, oh, we wow. could feel it. Wow. Yeah, it was really. When you saw the apparition, mm-hmm. what did it look like? Was it looked it like, a just, like, like a person, like a normal person. Okay. It looked like a normal person. Oh, Gizzy Goose was still, but it, it looked like a normal person. And like, as they got closer, it dissipated. Hmm. Like they just yeah. kind of like, uh, like, and you know, when you're editing pictures and you do like the the you know how opaque something is, it yeah. was literally yeah. like it just. And you mm-hmm. watched it walk towards you, yeah. and you watched it just. Like, yeah, because I was like kind of frozen in fear because wow. I had never, okay. I had felt things, and you know, everybody always you know see something out of the corner of their eye, but I had never saw. Like, and I've got things in pictures and stuff, but I've never seen in front of me a full apparition of a human being. So it was very overwhelming. And I went home and told Josh and like freaked out all about it. And he was all excited about it. But I can tell you Um, the scariest thing that's happened. Yeah. (laughs) So first of all, it's not all scary. Right. Right. Just know that anybody from the other side, it's just like Mm -hmm. everybody on this side. There's assholes. There's cool people. There's nice people. You know, and then there's not nice people. Yeah. But um, I had visited um, Germany with my husband, and we were staying in a hotel in Berlin, and we were on I don't know the 15th floor or something like that. And it it's old uh-huh. in yeah. Europe. Everything's yeah. old, especially Berlin, and yeah. so much, you know, tragedy yeah. in that country. Mm-hmm. But um, on the 15th floor, as soon as we walked into that room, I just immediately felt there was something there and it was not good oh wow and I was nervous and Mm. it made me sick and Mm. um then there was this balcony that Mm. it's not like most buildings that high up where you can't jump out oh you could totally jump out and my first thought was like oh yeah there's people who's jumped off this balcony and um I was terrified and I was like don't even go out there to my husband like I was getting all these horrible feelings and visions and I didn't even want him on that balcony but we had a great time in Germany but every time we'd go back to that room I was just like ah mm-hmm. I can't stand it and I and I have this thing I don't like to tell other people when it's happening because I don't want to expose mm-hmm. you and open you up to it mm-hmm. because then you're gonna feel that too and and it's for me it's like a personal battle whenever I'm mm-hmm. with that bad energy I'm not gonna give them that so um, it was just me alone. So in the middle of the night, I'm laying there with my husband, and, and he's facing one way. I'm kind of spooning him from behind. And there's a window, a big, huge window. It was like a door that would slide open and close. Uh-huh. And there was a curtain in front of it, a white curtain. And I'm laying there, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, is that a spider on the other side of the curtain? 
it looks like a spider like I couldn't it wasn't on my side it was on the other side it was big it was like almost as big as my hand. I'm like, fuck, damn, there's some big fucking spiders in Germany. What the fuck? And I was freaking out. Yeah. And, and, uh, but I was still holding on to that, that feeling of something's in here at the same time. Uh-huh. And then I was like, realized, oh, it's this motherfucker trying to scare me. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm sleeping. And then I keep opening my eyes looking. And then the curtain starts coming out. It's like actually coming out. Like somebody's nope. coming out. Fuck. And and I'm not, nope. I swear nope. to you, I'm I'm I saw it and I was like pissed too. Uh-huh. Because it's like no, you leave me and my husband alone. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, I'm still mm-hmm. not giving this to you. Right. You can do it, but it's not. I'm not gonna yeah. let him know this is happening. Right. So the curtain came out, and you know, I eventually just like did my little battle mental with this thing uh-huh. and stayed in bed that trip whatever that was um i know attached itself to me because oh, so when we went to the airport to go home mm-hmm. i was i had i had been having some issues with uh my my menstrual cycle and my uterus was not being nice to me <laughs> so it, i was in a lot of pain but it got the pain was so incredible mm-hmm. that I I don't I blacked out I don't remember anything wow. but they they called the ambulance to the airport wow um and my husband told me what I was doing I don't remember any of this I got I like took money out of his pocket as they were doing my vitals and I went up and I got a piece of cheesecake and I ate the whole piece of cheesecake like right in front of the guy that wow. I bought it from and then they were going to call. They weren't going to let me get on the, the plane. They thought that I was on drugs, like on oh, heroin or something. Right. And I was not on nothing. I don't even remember this. Wow. And I passed out on top of the luggage. And <laughs> he's like, I just needed to get you on the plane because we needed to come home from Europe. So how did you detach it from you then? It came home with me. Oh. Okay, so what would you do? Oh. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> You know what? I'm not like some expert in this or right, anything. Right. I didn't know what to do. All I knew is I was terrified and this thing was in my house now. Oh, shit. And it would sit on the edge of the bed and I would think it was my cat and I'd look and I'm like, nope, not my cat. It's sitting on the edge of the bed now. Um, and I would see dark apparitions in the bedroom on my side of the bed mm-hmm. and just it, it would go to my daughter's room and scare her. And then finally, I don't know, I did some different ceremonies where I would just tell it to leave and just bring the goodness around me. And um, eventually, it even scares me talking about it because I don't want it to come back. Right, yeah. But eventually, um, I got it to move on. But speaking out loud and and realizing this is, uh, we're in the real world here and we are alive, this is our life. And they are from the beyond. Mm-hmm. They're dead. They need to stay on the other side. Right. And you just tell them you're not welcome here. You're not welcome. I didn't invite you, and you need to leave. Lots of sage burning. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do a, a vibrational cleanse too. Okay. I have a, a chime. The ding. Bell. My, my yeah. daughter calls yeah. it the yep. ding. The dinger. Yeah. <laughs> the dingy. Yeah. But yeah, this is a story I don't really share with everyone because you know there might be people think i'm crazy but it's scary it really happened well thank you thank you (laughs) terrifying thank you (laughs) i I got no more questions i'm already scared (laughs) 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 
<laughs> no, thank you for being vulnerable and opening yeah, up about yeah. that. So yeah. thank you Thanks. so much. So let's talk about some lighter stuff. Like music. <laughs> let's talk okay. some music. Well, huh? on, on that note, let's do a music break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what did you pick? What did I pick? <laughs> I, my song is Urban Legend from The Vandals. Right. This is the Vandals with Urban Legend right here on the Sounds of the Podcast. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy. I'm going to be a cowboy. I'm born to be a cowboy. I want to be a cowboy. The Cowboy!
so we were just kind of talking and break about you know the AZ Punk days and <laughs> we've I, we were saying you know we've known each other me and Kat have known each other since we were just babies kids yeah, yeah. like like fourteen or fifteen years old wow. yeah Do whenever you, whenever you were in my doll when God, that like, yeah. first started I don't think I was like seventeen eighteen just, oh no it was, mm-hmm. I met you before that though yeah probably yeah. just from in passing yeah like, yeah punk rock kids <laughs> underage drinking at the jar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your first punk show? Uh, local or national? <laughs> Both, either. Um, <laughs> my first local show was at the Willow House. I don't know if anyone oh. remembers that. It was downtown. It's the place is still there. I think it's called like Hobnobs or something now. Hobnobs. But um, it was Mister. <laughs> it was Mister Miyagi's Secret Police. And that was my first, like, punk rock show ever. I went with my sister because um, her boyfriend was, like, really into punk and stuff like that. And then um, and then there was a friend who was about my age, and he kind of assaulted everybody with punk. <laughs> he was like, I found punk rock. Everybody needs to know about it. So he forced us all into punk in the best possible way. Um, but, uh, yeah, so him and my sister's boyfriend at the time were like, hey, let's all go to the show. And... I think I was like in sixth grade or something, sixth or oh, seventh wow. grade. Okay. And um, in seventh grade, I won tickets off of Ska Punk nice. to go see <laughs> Mike Ness and wow. Say Ferris oh, at um, the Cajun House, which is not the Cajun House anymore. It's like the venue of Scottsdale or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, the yeah. Cajun House. That was, those were my first two shows. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> how about you, Colleen? My first punk rock show? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Um, gee, I don't know if you want to call Butthole Surfers punk rock, but yeah. I saw them at Mesa Amphitheater a lot of years ago with the Beastie Boys. Awesome. And um, <laughs> what else did I see? I've seen the Vandals. I, I don't remember where it all happened. I was <laughs> And I'm, it's been a lot of years, so. Sorry, yeah. my story's not as good as <laughs> hey, No, that's good, that's good. Uh, what are some of your favorite bands? Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do love uh, the Vandals. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the Beastie Boys. And I like uh, White Zombie. Yeah, I love White Circle Zombie. Jerks. And who oh, else? I love the Circle Jerks. I don't think about it as much anymore. That's it's terrible. it is very hard when someone asks you. I listen you. to Harry Potter music all the time. <laughs> I, listen, I seriously listen to all the Harry the, Potter. I no, do man. listen to Harry Potter constantly. That's cool. that, Gryffindor. Sorry. Slytherin. <laughs> but um, thank you for that, Colleen. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I used to go to shows all the time, and uh, I just don't do that anymore. I have yeah. a, a little issue with it. Yes, I need to start going to more of them. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw um, the Vandals play. Yeah? In Huntington Beach. She did air quotes, by the way. I did air quotes (laughs) because it it was just the singer, um, the guitar player, Mm -hmm. and then... So, like, when you go and see the Misfits now? Well, the, the yeah. what well, was Pennywise? It was Pennywise was playing, okay. and so they were like, "We're gonna bring out the Vandals on stage," and those two came out. Okay, That's and they rad. they played a song, and then ba- uh, Pennywise's bass player and their drummer played yeah. with 
them. And it was cool to see because I didn't expect it. Like, holy shit. Yeah. That's rad. I just holy saw shit. The Damned recently, and that was rad. They always put on a great show. The Damned always put on a yeah. great show. The Damned was when it's like these older punk bands you have to like go see them now i feel because oh my gosh because they're getting older it's so sad that like our heroes are passing away and it's like so and some of them very young so it's yeah yeah. you're right like whenever go to a naturopathic like colleen (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm I'm fighting this (laughs) that's even the thing though too that even if you you know if you follow a lot of punk rockers and stuff on their social media it's they've all started to get healthy too so it's um but you're right i think that especially nowadays we all have to take the opportunities to go see our heroes because we don't know how much longer they're going to be around. Yeah. Yeah. And when we'll get another opportunity. I love Agent Orange, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're good. Those guys play. They always play. They play. They're here they're at least. They hear a lot. A couple yeah. times a year. There's yeah, so much fun. There's so much fun to photograph, too. Yeah. Very, very photogenic. They, they perform. Especially, nice. like, at the Yucca and stuff. So it's, yeah. it's always fun to, like, be in the pit and guard your gear and pray, <laughs> pray to all the, you know, music, punk rock gods that you don't get crushed. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, like going back into the just be, turning, being older or whatever, I think the biggest one I regret is the cramps came. No. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to go see them. They play marquee. Like, yeah. I'll see them next time. Yeah. I'll my, see them next time. My, uh, yeah. Johnny yeah. Cash, when he when he was doing mm. his tour with the, the album with all the covers and stuff right before he passed away, huh. I wish I would have I oh, yeah. seen him live. That and like Devo. I never got to see Devo live. I mean, I could go on. I won't um, bore you the guys. business. Yeah. 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 Well, you, I have dude. seen the business, but um, when they came through last time, they came through. I'm like, oh my god, I'm totally gonna go see them. And then like something happened, but I was like, man, I'll just see him next time. And then I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And then he died. David like, Bowie, Tom Petty. These yes, are all David things Bowie. that I oh, wish yeah. I would have seen. I know. Oh my Bowie. We said yeah. that earlier. Oh, I heard god. Ministry's gonna be around too soon. Yeah, yeah they soon. are coming. Yeah. I, we plugged a. They just came out with a new music video. I plugged it in. We do like yeah? a punk rock news segment. Yeah, so nice. it'll be on this episode. Sweet. <laughs> <I love laughs> ministry. Like, yeah. Ministry. Did you go to like goth club? Well, goth clubs like yeah, in the eighties or goth, whatever. Yeah. You know, goth punk rock. I, people yeah. used to call me a hippie. Pissed me off. I wasn't a hippie. I was more punk. Thank rock. you. Like when all my my punk rock friends heard I was like doing massage therapy and with all the crystals and oils, they're like, "Whatever, you hippie." I'm like, "Fuck you, man." Like, okay. But but I think I am a hippie. I yeah. just don't realize we're it. all right. secret right. hippies. I think yeah. I think the older you get, you just kind of fall into that. Like right. unless you're like yeah. a heartless asshole. Yeah. Then maybe not. <laughs> are there any bands that you guys are listening to now that? we should be listening to uh, like not- I said the Bridge City Sinners are amazing okay. yeah. um, so Harley Poe is really good too um, they were just here and then um, Cousin Boneless is really good too um, I'm trying to think these are all like bands that I have recently found and, yeah. or found in the last year that I'm like oh my god these are amazing why do nor- not more people know about them Yeah. Um, Clyde and the Mill Takers as well um, he's really rad when he performs live. He was performing like sitting on a box that he used for like his drum. And then um, he had like a tambourine on his foot and he was playing it a guitar. Sweet. And it was like all him. And it was ama- oh. it was like one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, those are those are the ones I like, you know, local or I, they're not they are local bands, but they're not local to Arizona. They're still yeah. like smaller bands. Okay. Um 
I believe Cousin Bonus is from back east, but I'm not 100%. I know that the Bridge City Sinners are from um, from Oregon, and then Harley Poe is from the Midwest. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're really great bands. Check them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just tap into my iTunes and listen to the old stuff. Yeah. yeah, I like Queen Me a too. lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you seen the movie? Bohemian no, Man is it City? great? Drea saw it. I haven't seen it yet. He was he was a really good Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. I want to check it out. Um, on another note, when we're talking about things that we're trying to promote other people, do you have any small independent businesses or boss? I feel like you, you set them all. Uh, <laughs> is there any that yeah. I didn't say that you want to plug real quick before we get into oh, our next segment? Boy. Definitely, you brought up Arcane Hair Parlor. Yeah. Absolutely, um, we want to get her in here for okay. an interview. Erica Definitely. is rad. She's. I've had so super much fun awesome. working with her. On it, it is weird to call her Erica. But that's her name. Stabs. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. I have a funny story about Stabs. She was talking to someone on the phone, and uh, she was like, I think it was someone she was going to go on a date with or something, but um, she was all, my friends call me Stabs. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, that's a really weird thing to say to someone. Like, my friends call me Stabs. And she's like, well, what? They do. <laughs> and we do. We call her various things. We call her, like... Uh, Stabberino, Stabatha, Stabby, any yeah, Stabby Stabs, Stabby, like any variation of Stabs. So it is kind of strange when people call her Erica. Yeah. But now that you know Arcane, Arcane is her baby, and she has put so much into She's it. She's very and, talented. And oh, she is. I have and, tons of punk rock stories of us partying together. Oh sure. my gosh, she's amazing. And she grew up in Japan, and like, yeah, she's Crazy. just an, an an amazing human. But she's worked so hard on Arcane, and it's beautiful where it's where it's become so well all right on that note on that note let's jump into the sound sister speed round here so we're gonna ask you guys some questions and you just gotta answer them as fast as you can as fast as you can we're gonna keep oh Oh, we're both talkers that's gonna gonna be be so hard just Just go just go one after the other bro go 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 (laughs) okay all right so gabby kick us off cats or dogs cats or cats oh cats if you're a fictional character, character, what would it be? And go. Uh, Superwoman. Nice. Yeah. Jake from uh, from. Oh uh, God. I forgot the name. The Adventure co- Time. Yeah. Adventure Jake time. from Adventure Time. <laughs> Frame <Frank. laughs> Making pancakes. Making pancakes. Making pancakes. Every time I see it on Facebook, I repost it. I'm like, I'm reposting it. Oh man, it's the greatest. Um, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Oh, Star Trek. Okay. okay. Wine or beer? Beer or what? Can I say whiskey? Yes. Okay. Wine. I'll do wine if I have to. <laughs> well, li- liquor or. I, I usually don't know. do. Um, you guys are liquor people. <laughs> a shot. A shot. Yeah, liquor. Yeah, a shot people. of vodka usually works if I'm getting drunk because I want to get it over with. None of it tastes good. Oh, it's I like good. the brown liquors. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If your soul was a burrito, what oh, kind geez. of burrito would it be? <laughs> a sexy burrito. <laughs> um, no, th- when I lived in San Diego, there was this place that used to serve sexy burritos, and they were made of cow lips and tongue. All right. All right. I just think it's funny. So. Which is good. That's good. Like, no, they are good. soul yeah. was a burrito? <laughs> Me too. Or what kind of burrito? Your burrito of choice. It's it's a thing every episode. You, I have it would be it. a gluten-free burrito. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lettuce good wrap answer. burrito. Good yeah. answer. Good answer. All right. 
with papas uh, and eggs. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> mm, the best. Uh, Atari or Nintendo? Atari. Atari. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I know. I love me some yeah. Frogger. <laughs> I, 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 I guess it's not really a question, but it's more of a... Do you like your man like you like your coffee? If so, how do you like your coffee? Um, I love my husband, <laughs> but I hate coffee, so what? that doesn't work. Dang it! Damn it! So it's not really a question. I like my man just... like like I like my coffee grounded my in the freezer. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Alongside my taxidermy. <laughs> Alongside my dead animals in the fridge. <laughs> I like mine very creamy, and my husband is very creamy, so I would say Sweet. yes. <laughs> good answer. Oh. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Things I didn't want to know about my friend's husband's. Uh. <laughs> it's so creamy. <laughs> All right, mine. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> shit, man. All right, your favorite guilty pleasure music. Go. Like musician, song. Jason Mraz. Oh, <laughs> um, she said guilty too. I don't know. Jason. I do like Kesha a lot. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wake up in don't. the morning. Oh, not that Kesha. <laughs> not that Kesha. Um, like newer Kesha. No. Oh, and man. Madonna, Immaculate Collection. Oh, I fucking love that, Madonna. That's no guilty. Yeah. Okay. You sing okay. Oh. Praise. Um, I know. I really. Praise. Um, I can sing. Um. Ice Ice Baby in its entirety. I really like. <laughs> oh shit! Um, Drop I us really... a line real quick. Here we go. Go. Uh, go. Wait, 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 wait. What is this? Wait. Ding, God ding, damn it! Ding 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 to the extreme to rock a mic like a vandal light up a stage you watch it jump like a candle damn where's the speakers that boom I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom totally gonna play no melody anything less than the best is falling I told you guys I was a weird kid okay <laughs> hey BTW that was my first cassette tape I've ever owned great. fourth grade um, my first <laughs> CD I was telling my daughter this the other day my first CD that my parents bought for me ever in hindsight probably not appropriate uh, was Boys to Men Nice. It was like the Motown one. Yeah. So uh, the first CD I ever bought for myself, though, was was Green Day. Nice. Good for you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I want to ask that one. Yeah, that's a weird one. All right. Which one? (laughs) Ask all the weird questions. That's weird. All right. Well, thank you for contributing to our Sound Sister speed rounds. (laughs) Again, thank you guys for having us. Thank you. you Yes, thank you very much. Just real quick, can you guys plug where people can find your stuff? Yes. Uh, Siphon Draw Apothecary. You can find me at the Goldfield Ghost Town in Arizona. It's just outside of Apache Junction on your way to the lakes near the Superstition Mountain. And I also have a website. It's SiphonDraw.com. And it's spelled S-I-P-H-O-N-D-R-A-W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a Google Siphon. We were like, how do yeah. we say this? I only um, I have all my social media. It's under the superstitious jackalope altogether. And then I do have my Etsy shop. The Etsy, the shop on Etsy is TS Jackalope because the superstitious jackalope was way too long. Um, so it is, if you go to bit.ly backslash TS Jackalope, that will bring you directly to the Etsy page. Nice. And um, it has all of the other information on there as well. And for our listeners, as always, be sure to go to our website so you can see our gallery to take a look at some of the the different 
photos, links, everything else that we're going to be plugging that we talked about here in the episode. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming thank in. I really appreciate you, you taking the time and just bullshitting with us. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for being badass ladies and advocates. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being thank advocates you. for awesome things. Okay. All right, so since this is our Thanksgiving episode and, of course, promoting Small Business Saturdays, uh, we want to, in honor of that, thank all of our listeners. I know on episodes I joke around that we have three to five listeners, but it's more than that. We see the numbers. We see the downloads. We see the shares. We are so humbled and thankful for all of your support, and we really appreciate you just playing this big part in what we're trying to do and just create a bunch of unity and just support one another in any sort of form of expression and yeah. uh we we just love you guys so thank you again we're thankful for you <laughs> yeah and don't forget you know you guys check us out on itunes spotify stitcher google play you can also check us out on the website we have all the previous podcasts up there don't forget to like us on facebook follow us on instagram I'm Drea Dahl. I'm your host with the most with my lovely ladies here reminding you to always do your best Bye. Bye. Bye.